Please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. the Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. We have a packed mailbag and a packed house for you here tonight. Uh, Let's just get right into it with the introductions because we have quite a few questions and uh, quite a delightful surprise. Not many of them like repeats of things that we've been going over. Hey, if I can't think anything to talk about, I don't know how anyone else can, but... <laughs> you people are good. No, Bill I, is the smartest man in the world. No, it's just, I. it's my job to come up with content for this show, and when I can't, I'm like, oh, well, what the hell are we going to do? And luckily, our listeners, our Twitter followers, came through uh, really well for us this week, so let's get into it. I'm going to lead things off with Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. Uh, people were apparently really offended when we said that there's nothing happening in Flyers world when the world, the worlds are <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, I responded to somebody on Twitter about that. I know, it made me laugh, Charlie. The Beauty <laughs> League is going on. What the hell's the matter with you? I don't even think it is. I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, so here's what's going on. The world. Here's what's going on in Flyers land. Some players are playing for not the Flyers, and the draft is coming up, and Missy in Driver like is already snoring. Because that's how exciting all of those things and are. And Memorial Cup, that's a thing, right? Oh, yeah, Isaac Ratcliffe. Yeah. yeah. So God that's... damn it, Bill. See, you steal my freaking hot takes, <laughs> oh. you jerk. Oh, well, snap. Well, gonna... you didn't write it down. Well, no, I didn't, because I wanted it to be a surprise, you jerks. <laughs> Returning from his, where did I say he was? Returning oh, from his vacation Hamptons. in the Hamptons. <laughs> Definitely was not the Hamptons. Our resident Ivy Leaguer, Charlie <laughs> O'Connor, from TheAthletic.com. No, the uh, the point I was going to make was that Isaac Ratcliffe, uh, with the Storm and the OHL, is in the Memorial Cup. And it's great, because he's actually doing quite well. He had a really good year, 82 points. 60 games but he's like him and Suzuki pretty much are like kind of carrying that team and it's pretty cool like for the Flyers I actually think and I'm a Ratcliffe fan if the Flyers end up keeping him and developing him and turning him into an NHL player that's great but going into an offseason where they are looking to make trades this helps yeah, because this means that Isaac Ratcliffe's stock is going to be quite high hitting the offseason. And he's always been a guy who I looked at as like maybe a guy they would be open to dealing because I don't think they want to deal Morgan Frost or Joel Farabee and he's like the next best guy. So this is maybe a bigger development than we want to believe it is because of what it probably is doing to Isaac That's I was I was going to say, he's helping his trade value yeah. if, in fact, we choose to do that. Uh, it's not first on my list, but you got to part with somebody. I'd like to keep Isaac yeah. Ratcliffe, but... I'd I just, like to keep everybody. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like if you're not going to trade Joel Farabee or Morgan Frost, like he's the guy that teams will ask for next. Yeah, yeah, so... so. Yeah, that's and he's big, so the hockey men will like him. Absolutely. I like Isaac Ratcliffe. Let's keep him safe. Size queen step driver <laughs> weighs, in, weighs in on the seven footer. Uh, the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. So I saw Meltzer tweet today that, speaking of the world, Oscar Lindblom got four seconds of ice time today, and I'm I spent the rest of the day Did trying Dave to figure out. Teams? 
Yeah, I just spent the rest of the day trying to figure out how you clock four seconds of ice time. Like, did you just get on? Get, like, what yeah, happened? Like I guess you misheard came... his name, jumped on, and then yeah, I was like, oh, no, get off. Yeah, I used to. I used to. I had a coach in high school who'd be like, "Matt, you're up," and I'd go to jump on the ice. He'd be like, "No, when I say," I was like, but you, you, <laughs> "And the assistant coach would be like, you have to learn to speak Sullivan.' That's you know. So maybe he just heard his yeah, jumped on, or there was a too many men situation, ah. too much man, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm the sixth guy." I don't know. You know, what we've learned with this. All coaches. All coaches are bad. Well, I was going to say, bad. isn't Dave Haxtell part of uh, Sweden's coaching? Isn't he? No, he's there? with Team Canada, but he, he, went he worked learn. with That's the Sweden coach. Yeah, so he, he already off. poisoned yeah, him. Yeah, I was yeah. going to yeah. say, this is a bomb effect. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I guess Dave just, yeah, too much influence over there. <laughs> just You can't have too many good players. That's what we've learned. Last but certainly not least, joining us this week at Sports Are Bad, Craig Forsyth from the Fly Purbly, which you should listen to. Thank you. Uh, only this week because I was on it. Only this week. Especially yeah, not you can this skip week. But every, other every other week. week. Uh, speaking of podcasts, though, Bob McKenzie has a podcast called The Bobcast. Yeah. And he this sure week, does. Uh, he said that Chucky Two Traits was funny. So there you go. Oh. I, that apparently right. something I said got to The Bobcast. So I just wanted to throw it. Yeah, I'll take that, too. Oh, the nickname. The was nickname. I think you were saying oh. Chuck Fletcher was funny. Well, no. Apparently, yeah, you meant, like, he was Chuck doing Fletcher a mailbag. Oh, oh, sorry. He was doing a mailbag. Flyers oh, fan sending questions. He said Chucky Two Trades. And Bob McKenzie was like, oh, Chucky Two Trades. That's funny. And they just moved on. He was, like, asking where it came from. <laughs> so I'm hoping that guy follows up. And he, that is amazing. And Bob Craig, like, you're an influencer now. What the hell is Fly Purple? That's awesome. Between this and Pierre saying Roof Daddy constantly, your brand is strong. I'm going to give credit to Pierre about Roof Daddy. I'm not I don't want to take credit for that. I heard it first from you. That's you. Never, ever credit Well, then Pierre listens too, so there you go. (laughs) Rule of journalism number one, don't cite your sources. (laughs) (laughs) It's your idea until someone says you stole this, and then just delete your Twitter account. Uh, In uh, in keeping with the mailbag theme today, I'm just going to go with a question for all of you to open things up that I got on Twitter today uh, from John Humes, at Johnny Humes 3, just asks, at Philadelphia 1, do you still want Carlson? This is he's quote tweeting uh, Kevin Kurtz, who says neither Carlson nor Hurdle has a stall in the visitors' dressing room, which means uh, Carlson gonna miss the game tonight, game six. This could be it for the Sharks. We know the health issues Carlson has have. We've been has had. We've been over them. Another one rearing its head here in the playoffs when you'd think you'd want one of the best players in the world most. We've kind of gone back and forth on this, but just to open up the mailbag with this question: How are we feeling? about potentially landing an Eric Carlson in free agency given his health situation over the last two seasons. I don't know what this changes. Like I just I, I just don't know just I, I, I don't know what like oh he missed this game so now we don't want him anymore. Like this is stupid. If you wanted him two weeks ago you should still want him. If you didn't want him two weeks ago because you worried about the injuries that he was dealing with then, then you don't want him. Like it's a risk. It's obviously a risk going for a guy who's getting older and signing him to a seven year deal to a massive cap hit, but he's also a really freaking good player. And you one would assume that given an entire offseason to heal from this groin issue that he's been trying to play through, he'll probably be better. Now obviously if you're gonna sign him, you want to get a hold of his medicals, you want to get a yeah. read on that. But to me, like the fact that he's missing game six, like it's irrelevant to me. It seems like opportunistic timing to ask that question if you're worried about signing Carlson for injuries. Like if you were saying yeah, you well, yeah. Carlson for injuries. That's the only reason people are talking about Yeah, I think that's why. If, all right, let me put it this way then. Given his injuries, if the number is seven years, 70 million, are you doing it? Mm. Seven years? It's not two years, so Kelly's out. <laughs> it's just, it just... If some other team is in for seven and 70, so that's what you have to get to, because I think it's going to be trouble for him to get the seven or eight. 
if, but if one other team says we're going to go 7 and 70 because you're Eric freaking Carlson and we want you, if that's what it takes, are you in or out? So here's the problem. The problem here is that I'm not yet able to see the future. And because like <laughs> Not yet. You're getting there. Yeah, here's the thing. If we sign him to 770 <laughs> and in 2 years we win a Stanley Cup, I truly will not give a fuck about paying broken Eric Carlson in 6 years. Like I I will not care. However, no, no, if they win a cup, they can do whatever. I don't care. They can move the team. <laughs> For the rest of my life. The franchise if I don't you care. win one. Yeah. I don't care. Nothing else will matter to me. Move them to Kansas City. Sure. Yeah. And the likelihood is, if like Charlie said, he takes the, the offseason to heal and you know you use him, you give him some rest during the season, maybe you limit him a little bit so that he's ready for the playoffs, that's uh, really good. Like Eric, Eric Carlson's really good. It's just, it's just that if if it doesn't get you in the first three years, what you're going for, I think it's very problematic. So here's my thing, and I'm on record as saying I'd be totally fine with it. I yes. still believe I would be totally fine with it. My thing is that he's a generational defenseman. Those guys tend to age well from a, like, how much are they going to lose from their peak standpoint. Like, yeah. Chris Chelios played until he was, like, 50. Chris Pronger might still be playing yeah. if he didn't have yeah. concussion issues. So, Dano Char is still playing on a team that probably is going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> like, those guys age well. The injuries, of course, they're a concern. The, but let's say this groin thing never goes away. And eventually, he has to retire. Like, that sucks, but you then would just have him on long-term IR. Yeah, we've already dealt with this. Yeah, Yeah, like, the only thing that would be really bad is if these injury issues linger enough where he can still play, but he's just not good anymore. And I guess I just don't... Maybe I'm... you, You don't know, obviously. You don't know anything about with injuries. But to me, it's like... I think either he's going to stay good, or he's going to get injured enough that he just retires. And in that case, like, like, I just don't think there's much of a chance that, like, he's going to, by the end of the contract, be bad at hockey. He's here and bad. You don't think that's a possibility? That's I don't think it. so. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the fact that pragmatic Charlie is confident, like, because I'm, you know, I'm Eric, Car- I'm Mr. Eric Carlson, and I'm, like, worried about 7 and 70, but Charlie makes me I mean, more I'm confident. not, like, you're only confident... You can't be confident know, in anything, really, if you're gonna if we're gonna get meta. About Isn't this. that true? Well, but like, yeah, I mean, seriously. But, but, <laughs> but I'd be willing to take the risk on a guy who I believe is a true elite talent of the era. Craig, seven and seventy. I it feels like too much, but I think Charlie's talking point kind of helped me get into that idea. All so. right, let's open up the mailbag now, fam. Uh, let's start it off. Well, what's up, Steph? I just don't get an opinion. <laughs> I thought you commented. What? I, I don't. You already, I don't think she I did. I went around. No, I know that was oh. me, and you've mixed us up again. <laughs> Yeah. There are I mean, two yeah, there's one. women. I, I went like this direction. There are two women. Stephanie, seven and seventy. I do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's good. I'm, I like when we get to kill a couple minutes doing that. Uh, <laughs> well, let, stop skipping me, asshole. Let, uh, let's open up the mailbag now, and we will start it with uh, Brian Coulter, friend of the show at Phila uh, B Coulter. Compare a current flyer player to an alcoholic beverage. This is good because I wanted to do an al- uh, an off topic show, and this, this is we're still, a cool question. We're right? still doing question. that show, so, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'm we're obsessed definitely, with the idea. We have two okay. months to kill. Still, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it. We're not doing. I'm what not we did last here year. the entire month of August, so it's gonna get fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. weird. Compare an, uh, a current flyer player to an alcoholic beverage. In college, I went to a house party where all they had was Schaefer beer, and then their fridge broke, so I had to drink warm Schaefer all night. I'm comparing that to Robert Hack. Oh, Robert Hack about cool. 12 warm Schaefer beers, yeah. yeah all right. I like that. That's really funny. Um, 
uh, gin bucket, which is lemon, lemonade, gin, ice, some some lemon, some limes, maybe a little bit of Sprite or Fresca, if you will. I think that's Oscar Lindblom. I think that is a, a giant <laughs> bucket of sunshine and happiness. Okay. I'm still uh, thinking. Okay. Uh, let's say like the smokiest bourbon you can think of is Brian Elliott. Ooh. Oh, I like it. I was going to say. He looks like smoky bourbon. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> See, I was going to say that's Claude Giroux. Well, maybe See, now. I was going to say Claude, like an old fashioned is Claude Giroux. I just like see that. always good, never goes out of style. Slightly ginger. Then again, though, we do have like we do Slightly have visual ginger. evidence of him beer ponging. That's so true. like he might just be like natty ice. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I'm going with uh, with two broken wrists. By the way, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the love of the game. You, you can't ask for anything more. Can't teach uh, that. I am going with Claude Giroux, and I'm going with the beer that has been with me and will always be with me. Miller Lite. I just love it, and it's a staple in my life. Just like Claude Giroux, I like that. He should be a flyer for life. Miller Lite will always be something I drink. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah it's fair. You find that. It's I mean, fun. I don't like Miller Lite, but I, I like you. your justification. <laughs> I, like I love Light. beer. I'm a yes all beer guy. I like Natty. I like the the every stupid great. thing that doesn't even have a label on the tap. And it's yeah. just it, like... it, it, to, to be clear, I'm not a beer snob. I like cheap no, I... beer. I just don't like that cheap beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm drinking 14 plus of something, I want it to be Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone I... else? Anyone else got comparisons? Oh I mean, God, I'm sure I could. Bud Light, Bud Heavy, yeah. Um, <laughs> Travis Konechny is a fruity wine cooler. Okay, because I said so. Because I said so. What's that? Gouda's feels like Shouty Jaeger, like I don't know, or something. I was going to say, I can buy isn't that. there like yeah, a, a, a mind like eraser right. drink? Isn't that a thing? It, it is. Yeah. It's a shot. Absolutely. Yeah, Radko yeah. Gouda's is a mind eraser. Just Xanax. Just occasionally try to do that to other players. Um. Uh, Andrew McDonald, shot of Everclear. Yuck. Everclear. Andy Mac is. There's got to be a good one. You're not for... feeling good the next morning. <laughs> Noted no. Nova Scotia beer, Alexander Keith's is uh, Andrew McDonald. When uh, Gossip Bear is a mimosa, when I'm in the mood, it gets the job done. Other times I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's bubbly. Yeah, sure. I don't And oranges are from Florida. No, it, it works. Uh, oranges are from Florida. It works. That's the good. whole thing. The right, whole thing let's, works. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting one because we were talking about it a little off the air, and it was one of those, it got conversation going to the point where we're like, all right, save it for save the show. For show. Uh, at BT6453, would you trade for Dustin Bufflin to fill the veteran D-man role? Yes or no? No. I'd say yes. I mean, yeah, I probably... Like, he's a weird player because he's just... And we talk about how Racco Gudis is unique as a mm-hmm. player. Dustin Bufflin is unique as a player mm-hmm. in that like he's objectively good, but he can only play like with certain players in a certain style, and he's very good at that style, but that's just the only thing he can do. Yeah, I'd probably be very be interested in trading for him. The problem with this question, which we, we talked about off air, is that like Winnipeg isn't going to trade him. Reason being is that they're probably going to have to trade Jacob Trouba. And if by by some miracle they do they find a way to sign Jacob Truba, they are going to then let Tyler Myers go. So they're going to lose one of those two guys. And that if seems like such a no brainer. Like, well, see you, Tyler. Yeah, it's fair. And I like him more than anyone fair. else in this room. And but he like, ends up on the Flyers. Uh, and we're but my point on. is that if if you if you're basically hitting this this summer, assuming you're going to lose one of those two guys, I don't know why you would then also lose Dustin Bufflin. Okay. It just doesn't strategically. It doesn't make any sense to me that Winnipeg would be looking to trade him unless they decide they'd rather trade him and want to keep 
both of Truba and Myers, but like Truba, or like Truba apparently does not really want to resign in Winnipeg, and Myers is a pending UFA. So you might, even if you want to keep both those guys, you might not be able to. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at this, looking at what he is, because Bu- Bufflin, whenever I hear his age, is so much older than I think he is. He's been around for a while. Yeah, uh, he'll be, fi- he'll be. I almost said 53. <laughs> he will be 35 by the time the playoffs start next year. Uh, he's missed 53 games over the last two seasons. So if you have concerns yeah, about Eric sure. Carlson, you should have the same concerns about Bufflin. Uh, he averaged 26-19 uh, playing time, 2015-16 through 16-17. He's down to 24-21 which is still top, you know, top pair minutes, but it is down over the last two years. His point production when he's been in has remained steady. He's like a .65 plus game, uh, point a game guy. Uh, his Corsi numbers have remained steady and they're uh, positive, rel- positive relative to his teammates. His shooting percentage has de- declined dramatically over the last three years. That's one thing I would keep an eye on. Uh, would I trade for Dustin Bufflin? Yes. But to Charlie's point, I, it just, I don't see a f- fit with them moving him there yeah I really don't either I I take him I think that would be fun but uh yeah I want to I got a big shrug going on here yeah, yeah I'd a like the fire guy him, who, put, who puts up points I would love that yeah I love him but I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere but he kind of does fill in I want the Flyers to get guys that are assholes but are actually good hockey players. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when I think of like Brad Marchand, mm-hmm. who is the world's biggest asshole, but he had like 100 points this the year. Worst. Players like that. Yeah, he's like going to be. Yeah, and on a team I think Bufflin. Yeah, Bufflin would bring that to the team, and he has a really good shot, and he's really physical, and he would just bully people, and there's nothing else anybody could do about it. So I, and he has good underlying numbers, and he's still putting up points. That's even the. Though. That's one of the keys there. Nothing yeah. anyone can do about it. Yeah, Something I about mean, the, I like, go ahead, take a shot. I I think like it was like Darren guy. <laughs> I lo- I do love Bufflin. I think it was like two weeks ago that I was watching something on YouTube. It was like ten minutes yeah. of Bufflin hits. And sometimes just, they I try think, and stop him. But. Sometimes I think he does purposefully dirty shit. Just be like, do something. I dare you. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody I will, can do I will get kicked out of this game to embarrass you. <laughs> and I very much love that. I, I would love Dustin Bufflin. Uh, he signed for 2019-20 and 2020-21 at seven point six million. So. Kind of reasonable for a number, you know, top pair defenseman. I think for him, that's yeah. Right, mean, right-handed shot, yeah. always, always a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I just the, in, the injuries are probably the big concern. Yeah. Injuries, but, but he's, he's a good player. Oh, I thought you had something. <laughs> I was gonna. Well, the point here: shooting percentage has been declining dramatically over the last three seasons. I mean, all of Winnipeg's shooting percentage was fucking in the gutter last year. Yeah, and also like I'm not his shooting percentage wouldn't be something that drives me away from. No, it wouldn't yeah, drive. It was just, like and it I just was kind of fluctuates. Looking at percentage. his age and games played, right. I was like, oh, something's got to be dropping here, and like yeah. everything else was good. His yeah. play driving, his point production. I was like, oh, okay, shooting percentage yeah. is down. That might There's be that one one thing. Yeah, I was just looking for something, yeah. honestly. Kelly. Nah, no, no, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the one true Dave at Blinson one. Uh, the folks, uh, I, I always, I, I say folk, yolk. folk. Folk, yeah, folk? I, fine. I, I, at least you're reading that yeah. word correctly. Don't criticize. Like yourself, as, as far, and compared to some of your other pronunciation yeah, follies, like this, this one, at least you're reading the word I correctly. Said yolk it's just the pronunciation during breakfast the other day. Yolk? And Ava was like, "What? Are, what are you saying?" <laughs> she like refused to acknowledge the sentence. Ava, the uh, voice of yeah, reason. Yeah, that's the folks at on the four check take high. Hotness per 60 very seriously. What is your take on this very important stat in the advanced stat world? Charlie. Hey, I, I, have, I have a feeling this is more your guys' area. So have at it. Evgeny Malkin leads the league. So let's talk about the Dale to Yori scale. 
Now, these are two players who will no longer be on the Flyers as of, you know, July. Well, Dale actually is. Dale's gone now. All right. So Dale's gone now. Yuri will be gone. Will be gone. Dale is Um, always in our hearts. The Dale to Yuri scale is is essentially the 1 to 10 scale, just using Dale as a 1 and Yuri Laterra as a 10. Um, The problem is... Dale is a 1? Yeah. Jesus. That's... Yeah. It's not a great. Fight. I'm just like <laughs> this, this is this is based on all of the flyers that were on the team last season, and Dale Weiss. I'm very sorry, but you are the ugliest. I'm just so fasc- Dale Weiss literally brought nothing to the table last year. Nothing. nothing. Literally nothing. nothing. Well, he was friends with Nolan Patrick. He was friends. He was friends with Nolan Patrick. That gives yeah. you that gives you some points. And and the guys seem to genuinely enjoy him. So the problem with the Dale Yori scale here is that. They're both really bad hockey players. Indeed. So you've got really bad hockey players at the bottom of the spectrum and really bad hockey players at the top of the spectrum. So what you need is a Rod Brendamore. You know, Rod the Bod, really good player. Also, you know, let's let's face it, guys. I mean, that's a sexy man. Oh no, I Still like Mason Rod Bod. Yeah, but I, well, yeah. I mean, Claude Giroux <laughs> is is a Yori on the Dale to Yori scale. He is also a ten. Okay. Um. He's aging gracefully. He Claude. is. He is aging what about, like a what about Jake fine Bortek? wine. He's Jake just Bortek becoming, he's just becoming sadder. Very which, close I guess to I mean, Dale. 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 He's going to get a little gray going in that beard. Oh, it's going to be like a tough thing for me at some point. When, when G goes gray? Yeah. So, yeah. As Craig said, Jake Voracek, he's not a Dale, but he's he's on that end of really? the scale. So here, here's my question. Here's my question with He's no Brian Elliott. Is Voracek, is it like... If he didn't have the ridiculous beard, oh, would bo- he look better? No. Both were taken into it. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. And note that it was not just me who came up with the Dale Diori scale. There was also a straight man included in, in this whole scenario. So the hypothesis is hotness per 60. I take it very seriously, but it does not impact what you're doing it's on the It's not ice. correlated with production. Unfortunately, it is not. Okay. It is not... I have to say, though, another another straight male who listens to the show does think that the more attractive you are as a grinder and fourth liner, the more chance you'll get to stay in the NHL. I think there's actually, isn't there, no, like, no, like isn't, hasn't there actually been, like, research on that, the concept of, like, if you are, like... I, like, More attractive I, I, people I, in jobs. Yeah, generally. I feel like it's been in like those like Freakonomics books where yeah. you know attractiveness actually helps you succeed significantly yeah. in careers. Based on my previous careers in the food service industry, that's how <laughs> a lot of my managers did some hiring. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm not talking about like like obviously if there's if there's jobs where like attractiveness is kind of inherent, not inherent to, but like it's a service job or something like you can sort of see why that could play into hiring maybe, but like even jobs that have nothing to do with attractiveness, apparently it still does now I'm have play around. Like Pierre place... Edward Belmar, very handsome man, could be replaced with just what about, about uh, Van de Velde? I don't um, I don't, remember what, I don't even remember what he looks like. I don't he's just like, he's like some guy, he's... some American dude. He's fine. See, the problem with he's, asking... He's middling in the, the Dale to Yori scale. The problem with asking this show this question is that the two people who are most likely to answer One. it could not have more different yes, preferences. You, oh, yeah. Very oh, yeah. you guys are like totally... As far yeah, as yeah. dudes go, like, Yuri Laterra, uh, no. I don't, no there's nothing for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, yeah, I, 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 Joe I can't Thornton, who that. looks like a literal crazy homeless man, I'm very into. Yeah, no. I have, into the bumps. Yeah, I, I like a, a little a little bit of homeless. Works that's, for me. That's a lot homeless. Quote, I like <laughs> a little bit of homeless. End quote. Kelly Maybe Hinkle. you didn't shower for two days. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> two days? We're looking at two months here, buddy. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't really care. Most of them are like small children to me at this point because I'm old as, as hell, but... You That's know, the thing. like I'm looking at Travis Sanheim. I'm just like he just looks like a child. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He's got yeah. like acne, like like a literal child. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't care. All right, this is this is going. Do well. do we want to keep going? Because I can tell you what all of the players were rated. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> let's we won't get do to uh, let's get to uh, let's get to David. Look Man- forward to are the Flyers too pretty to win? Article coming sometime. My caller. <laughs> That's you know we need summer content. Hey, uh, uh, Let's get to Dave Manning at Photo Dave. Oh, this is funny because the previous one was the one true Dave, and now we have another Dave. To follow Dave. They will have to fist fight. Over, uh, <laughs> there there could be only one Highlander stuff. I watched the movie Fist Fight the other day, and it is so much funnier than I thought it was going to be. Never seen it. Oh, uh, the one with Charlie, Charlie and Ice yeah, Cube. Yeah. yeah, it's really. It's. Way... It didn't look good. But no, it did I'll not look word. good. Yeah. It looked terrible. It looked like another. Yeah. Yeah, but, but actually, really funny. Okay. All right, anyway, uh, if you had to recommend a cheesesteak place to any newly acquired player, where would it be? There's, Let chaos ensue. I was gonna say there's this little place I like to go to uh, near Fourth Street. It's called uh, Pat's Steaks. It's pretty good. <laughs> you guys should check it out. I don't Nowhere know where Fourth Street. Good. <laughs> This Not is even my close. little place off 93rd Pat's Street. No. Pat's is good again. Yeah. No, Pat's is good. Pat, Pat's is, I mean, Gino's it, is still trash. It, yeah, Gino's is trash. Pat's is fine. It's just become that like everyone in Philly has to act like they hate Pat's yeah. because it's the tourist place. No, yeah. but here's the no, thing. Pat's is fine. It, it might it's be fine. fine, but there's like 7,000 better sure. places no, 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 to no, no, get agreed. a cheesesteak yeah. if you know about them. If you are, say, walking by Pat's drunk on a weekday. Yes. There is. I, I don't want to like generalize, but I only know this guy as the Asian cook at Pat's. If he's cooking, their steaks are incredible. Okay. I don't. Uh, they're they're lower on the scale. I don't know what he's doing, but something he's doing makes their steaks really good. He's putting uh, some love in. He's knows the perfect temperature. Woodrow's yeah, is amazing. Woodrow's on South. Oh yeah, that's a good not one. a traditional Philly cheesesteak, but is good excellent. as hell. Um, yeah. uh, all right, so listen, John's yeah, roast other pork. people wait. Newly yeah. acquired player. If you've got money, you go to Barclay Prime, and you get the one with foie gras. That's a fair point. Isn't now, that like thousand bucks or something? It's a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. It's a okay. hundred bucks. Barclay. I don't even know if I would. I like foie. And I don't know if I would want it on my cheesesteak. I I want foie on I, everything. I feel like I, like tra- like trash food is a separate yeah. category from things with foie on it. And I want trash food to be trash food. Like it's okay that it's processed cheese. And well, there's you know, hold on. What is it? It's that's what I want. Uh, it's Wagyu beef. Um, what's the cheese? Tru- uh, you get half a bottle of champagne with it. Uh, truffles. Uh, yeah, that's just, more yeah, truffles. I, I want a birch beer and cheese fries. And I, I want a greasy, so drunk, disgusting I, cheese. I could put down another one. Yeah. Like that's, you know. So I am as a uh, as someone who grew up in Northeast Philadelphia. I like stand hard for Steve's. Yeah. Okay. So I am like I, I just so my my reason why I like Steve's so much is because I am very much an American cheese on a cheesesteak person. Okay. And I like how they melt the American cheese and put it on like cheese whiz, but it's not cheese whiz. That, that is that is good stuff. Yeah. To that end, 
while all these standalone cheesesteak places have, uh, you know, have an argument to be, oh, we're the cheesesteak place. Literally every bodega and pizza shop makes a good cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent agree. Gonna say, I, I really like, don't have your a local place. Go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, That's uh, my real advice. Like, on, go anywhere. If we were still open when we opened uh, Bomb Bomb Two, Bomb Bomb Sandwich Factory in Glassboro, that was the best cheesesteak in the world. They called me Young Steaks. I make the greatest cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we went under. Modest too. I think. Everywhere I've ever worked has gone under. Which mm. is interesting. go to Bomb Bomb so in South Philly. Philly the Bomb Bomb in South Philly does not have cheesesteaks. They're more of a traditional place. They're very good. A traditional very Italian good. with great barbecue, but no cheesesteaks. Bill uh, took me there for my thirtieth birthday. That was very nice. While I was having a meltdown because I was packing up my house and it was a whole thing. <laughs> From Brandon Redinger, uh, out of all the rumored right-handed D available through trade, and he lists a bunch, I'll just say Spurgeon, Bufflin, Truba, Subban, Ellis, Manson, Ristolainen, and there's a whole bunch, Dougie Hamilton. So I, I, I want to make the point before we continue that a significant portion of these guys are, are, not act, are actually not available. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no offense, Brandon, but like some of these guys are not available. Like, just, like Tyson Barry's not available. Colton Pareko after their run I is not available. Thought I heard Tyson Barry's name come up. We talked. He was on Thirty One Thoughts. Like, yeah, it was on because of uh, Aaron Eckblad is definitely not available. I can't ima- imagine Douglas is. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Dougie has been talked. I don't think they're going to trade him, but he has actually no. been brought up by some people. Maybe now that Carolina has succeeded, he's off the table. Falk, I think, could get moved. Right. Out of everyone who may or may not be available, who you think is available. Every right-handed defenseman yeah. in, the is, in the NHL. This is every good righty in the league. <laughs> uh, out of everyone who you believe to be available, let's let's phrase it that way, which seems to be most likely to get traded to the Philadelphia Flyers, and for what, if you are so inclined? Truba and Colin Miller? I think Truba is the most likely. I think Truba, too, and I think it would be for um, a lesser roster player in the 11th. Yeah, I, I could see that. I just like I, I know people are getting behind the Colin Miller thing, and like I get it. His advanced metrics are awesome, but I just don't like his big problem has been he's been is that he's been unable to endear himself to a coaching staff, and I don't think oh, the, and I don't think the Flyers <laughs> want to add another defenseman like that. Like I think they want to add a defenseman who comes with the cachet where he can come in and the, and the coach are going to be like, oh yeah, he's a trusted veteran. I am immediately going to plug him into the top four. And you're just not going to, like, Colin Miller will probably find a team that he will eventually be able to do that with, but he's going to have to earn his way up a lineup. And I don't think that's the kind of guy the Flyers are looking for right now. Like the Flyers are looking for a guy who they can handle Lane Vigneault and be like, yo, he's good. You know he's good. Yeah. Use him like he's good. We have three guys looking to earn their way exactly. up the lineup right now. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, Spurgeon and Truba, to me, are just the names that I have heard the most consistently from the most places. Spurgeon would be my dream. I just don't know if he's available. Okay. Yeah. I, think I have no the... idea what they make in Minnesota this summer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's they're... the one that. And interests me the most. Yeah. Like that would be That'd interesting. Be Spurgeon I, I and Truba, just to me, because there's so much smoke. It just I've seen both of those names so much, and not just to the Flyers. Obviously, we're looking for a veteran right-handed D to yeah. come in and play in our top four, so it makes sense. But those are just the two names I feel like have been bandied about the most. I thought Subban made an underrated amount of sense until they hired Michelle Therrien. Okay. I just, I, it's just really hard for me to see <laughs> them bringing PK Subban in 
when you already added Michelle Terry into yeah, the coaching okay. staff. All right. Oh God. If I like Josh like, Manson too, but I don't know any. I don't know what the Charlie's a Manson. Really. Yeah, he had a bad year this year, but like that whole team was a disaster. Yeah. So it might have just been this. Like he was really good the year before. Yeah, him and Lindholm were good together, and yeah. his, his numbers away from Lindholm were good as well. So yeah. it wasn't just him being made. So, but I don't think I don't know if the Ducks are. I just know they have a lot of money tied up in Kessler, Getzlaff, and Perry, and that the Kessler's going to end up being that pronger. Yeah, he's going to yeah. get that, yeah. and that's going to save them a lot. I think. Uh, anyone else? that you think might fly under the radar here? On I don't this think list? Ristolainen's getting traded. Yeah. I, think he, I think he could. I just don't think the Flyers would be interested in him. Yeah, just because, so the thing with Ristolainen is that like he's notorious for being not that good at even strength. He's a very good power play defenseman, but like if the Flyers traded for him, they wouldn't use him on the power play. Yeah, we so, why, so why would you trade for a guy whose most value would be in a situation yeah. you're not going to use him in? Like This doesn't that's, make sense to That's me. one of those, we have to piece together three other things yeah. for it to make sense. Because yeah. in a role, I like Ristolainen, but it's not like I'm just sliding him into my top four and going, we're done. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, so. And like, I'd, I'd love Colton Pareko, but they're not moving him. Yeah, CC feels like the it would be like, Trading for Dan Girardi is what that feels like. That would, that would just be, get Dan Girardi be, free. Yikes. So, <laughs> that would yeah. be yikes. And then Tanev, I don't know. I Are his underlying numbers good? I don't even know. They were much, once. But not now. I don't. I, I haven't looked at him in a while. He's a guy. I mean, I guess like I, I with, really Vancouver, yeah, with Vancouver, I like I guess they could theoretically Tanev. trade anybody, but I he's not even a guy yeah, I would I have had on my radar. Who cares? From Chuck Cedars. Will Giroux be a flyer for life, or do you see him see him ending his career somewhere else? I'm thinking flyer for life. My gut is yes, he's a flyer for life, although I could see a scenario where like the Flyers suck and they trade him away the very end to try to get him a cup. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the only way I see it happening. They're going to win a cup before this contract is over. I would love. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we don't have visual. Face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steph's face was just like, just like she swallowed a bad taste to, of food. Yeah. I would love for that to be true. I also very much believe he'll sign another contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. To me, he's a flyer for life. But there's a scenario where like he's 40 and just goes and plays for the Habs or something. Like one of those, yeah. I'm yeah. done, but I'm going to keep going another year or two. Yeah. And just like that's the that's the situation. So I think. Like, I really don't want to think about this question, honestly. Just because well, if he does, it means heart, he, they never won when he was here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, they could win. Like that's all I got. He could be Yager and go away for a couple of years and yeah. come back and be like, "I'm just gonna do a tour of the I league." I just, I see like another team in in my mind is what I say. God. Like what you said when he's like 40, he plays like 20 games. I, for... If I'm doing this and we haven't won a cup, <laughs> but like, I, I'm gonna jump off of a bridge. I just, my God, and not a theoretical bridge. Like actually, just. What am, what are we doing? They were supposed to be good already. That was the whole point behind this. We'd be set up for when they're good. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, <laughs> Anthony D. D. Donato. Yeah, there we go, Bill. Way to go. Uh, you ever think about where we'd be as a team if we won that stupid 07 lottery? So I want to make a point here. And th- this is... 22 and 60, this, they got JVR instead of Patrick. This may this may be controversial. It might not be controversial to the people here. It probably would be controversial to people out in like the Twitter sphere. I am glad they didn't get Patrick Kane. I'm glad we don't have to deal with it. And, yeah. he, and here is here is yeah. my justification for why I'm glad they didn't get Patrick Kane. Obviously, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was amazing. Everyone in Philadelphia loved it. It was just this release of energy that we've been bottling up for our entire lives. But part of the reason why it was so much fun for me wasn't just because they won. 
It was because that particular team Exceedingly likable. That was such a likable team. There was no one on that team I didn't like. Like, for example, if the freaking Dream Team would have won the Super Bowl, like, it would have been great because they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> but I hated that team. I hated, like, every single star player on that team because they were assholes. Like, when Michael Vick is the most likable star player on a team because at least he cared <laughs> enough to try to redeem himself, yeah. that's bad. So, I want... I want the Flyers team that breaks the streak. I want them to be a likable team. And I feel like if Patrick Kane was the star player of the Flyers team that broke the streak, they would not have been a likable team. I agree with you in theory. I just, even if, so here, it's, it's not about even winning this lottery to me because that, you're, I agree with the, I don't want to have to deal with the Patrick Kane issue. That's like, Jesus Christ, that's way too much. Mm-hmm. I, I like to have fun. You know, that's just, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> the fact that he scored the fucking yeah, winning goal bad. against us yeah, is a different part of the conversation. De- yeah. There, yeah, there's a lot of Say some other team ends up with yeah, Patrick the, Kane yeah. and he doesn't play for the Blackhawks team that beats right. us. That's cool too. Well, that's why I mean it, it comes back to pretty much the only thing that would happen would be if they won in 2010. I think is what we're kind of looking at Which here. Which they very well might have. They could have. Like they could have won in <laughs> yeah, 2010 I and would then say, yeah. There were a lot Paul of ways they could have won in 2010. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if just anyone but Michael Layton is the goalie, including yeah. the people in this room, and there's yeah. a go- or, you know, mammals in this room. If LaViolette hadn't completely bungled the goalie situation in the playoffs, maybe they would have won a cup. Yeah, but if the, Jeff next Carter, year, the next year. If well, Jeff Carter hadn't shot high and wide in that overtime before Patrick Kane scored, they might have yeah, won like the cup. Yeah, like if he's not playing on two Fucking broken Brian feet, we, yeah. we win that cup. And that's, like, interesting to think, because like, that launched a dynasty for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we the could have like easily now. beaten them. Yeah. Like, yeah. shit. Not easily. I'm just saying. It could have happened. Easily could have gone the other way. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's a multiple-sided question to me. Well, but then it's also during that season. See, the thing about that season was they sucked until about January, and then they had to fight their way back to get the seventh, and then they played the Devils, so they had their number all year. If they had Patrick Kane on the team, they'd probably do better than sucking ass and being at the bottom of the league all year and then you don't know if they play the devils in the first round and then they, there's too much there's they, like yeah, going they, yeah. back and looking they at could it very well run into yeah. the pens or uh the caps yeah yeah who uh, they would have lost washington yeah. or who montreal took care of for us and then montreal out of gas in the Eastern <laughs> yeah. conference final mm-hmm. because they were playing well over their heads so yeah, yeah i guess it's there's so much to the question I yeah. do think about it all the time, though. If that's uh. if your question is, do you ever think about it? Yes, <laughs> constantly. Just people tweeting at Bill. You ever think about this? Yeah, yeah I, I do. do. I do. Regularly. Bill thinks about a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I, I do. In fact, Just don't go in depth. Yeah, yeah. I ladies, do. I feel obliged to like <laughs> the Patrick Kane question. How, like, how would we handle that if he was here? I guess is poorly. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you, William, I would not want to yeah I mean, at the, all. the same way i mean how would we as broad street hockey yes, handle how it? would yeah fan base obviously because fan bases fan bases as a whole are all monstrosities and when you have one of those situations going on your fan base as a whole handles it poorly but how would we as broad street hockey handle it do you think poorly yeah yeah i mean the, 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 there's no good way to handle yeah, it yeah. the there, thing that's no... a nightmare about him like if he was a shitty hockey player it wouldn't matter but he would be the star player yeah. on your team so you would kind of have to 
cover yeah, like the hockey parts of what he was doing and you would have to do that in a positive way and you would have to disconnect from the fact that he's a piece of shit human being, which is very difficult to do. And we do it all the time when we're just talking <sighs> about ice sport and he comes up. I always preface with, I am right now talking about Patrick Kane, number 88, between you know the boards, that yeah. guy, the guy on the ice, yeah. and that's it. So it's... Man, it is. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Like I'm this glad isn't, we don't have to. I'm glad we don't have to as well. Like, there, this isn't a. We talk about how Jay Rosehill stole a car from strip club to strip club. Like that's, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. And sure, also a felony, but <laughs> it's really. It's funny, funny when he could have just walked. Yeah. He I'm trying just to walked. remember. Billy Tibbetts was kind of before. Billy Tibbetts was a really bad one. Was a big oh, yeah. time see, thing. So he was, like, wasn't he bad? He wasn't and a great he, hockey player. He played like 10 games or so something. So nobody really talked about the fact right. that he I think was people, a, I had a lot of people talk about I mean, I, I think they did, but right. it, it didn't seem... To, it was maybe because like, Twitter though. wasn't a yeah. thing. It was, and, like, yeah, it was way time. before was social not, media. I thought there was yeah. backlash, though, wasn't there? There was a lot of backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody he was liked for, him. He was only on the team for like a month, and yeah. then they were like, sorry, we screwed up. But yeah. just yeah. think about yeah. how we tried to somewhat avoid Nick Cousins. Yeah. Let's not discuss him unless we have to kind of thing. Like, if it's Patrick Kane... He's you coming up. You got to talk about coming up. All right. Uh, let's move on to something more. Wasn't like... there another piece of shit that was recently on the Flyers? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know. It's probably Nick Cousins that I'm thinking of. Could be. Uh, from Brandon at Grooves Groovies. <laughs> We've had this one before. We I always laugh about the yeah, hand. Yeah, handle. I like it. Uh, give your spiciest move. You'd like Brandon, to hold on. Brandon and his wife just had a baby. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. Oh, congratulations, congrats, Brandon Groovies. and your wife. Yeah. Way to go. Your life's over. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. They made the decision Brandon? consciously. <laughs> what? It's a very cute baby. Oh, that's good. Because you hate seeing ugly babies. Oh, in that case, congrats. Yeah, oh, okay. it's pretty, yeah. With a wonderful Flyers-themed bedroom. Oh, oh that's neat. cool. I look at that's that stuff parenting. and I'm like, I want that. And I'm like, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon's question. Yeah. Give your spiciest move you'd like to see the Flyers make. So something. Throw me something ridiculous, fam. Trade Voracek for picks. For picks. Get Dustin Bufflin. That would be spicy. <laughs> that would be um, my, I don't really have a spicy like move I want to mm-hmm. see happen. The offer sheet to Marner, that's spicy. That oh, that's a good any one. Offer sheet yeah, and all, and, and all offer sheet I feel like is that's probably the spice. Uh, because it's so like yeah. Like, I keep going on and on about how the players should strike on July 2nd if there aren't offer sheets, but there won't be offer sheets. That Like, nah. it's not going to happen, nope. and this is the greatest RFA Excuse class me, of all time. Excuse me, I just time. said that it's going to, and it's going to be spicy. Steph, you know I, I root right. for chaos above everything. I want offer sheets. I just, these, these, these GMs are all goddamn in cahoots. It would be really cool if the Flyers offer sheet at, like, a breaking point. That would be. Amazing. I just Mitch, Mitch Marner. Marner. <laughs> well, Br- Br- I know Braden Point's, Point's better. a lot better. I don't care. I Is want he? Mitch Marner. Yes. He's, he's a lot significantly better. Significantly better. He's a center and he's better. I there's agree. a lot of. Does he like ice cream soup? Probably not. Oh shit! Oh no. <laughs> I don't like this anti wings bias that the show has. We're all thinking it. I mean, wings are people too. I, listen, I prefer if you if you're just talking in generalities. Obviously, to me, a center more valuable. However, I believe Mitch Marner could be like. Patrick Kane level player, uh-huh. superstar, potential MVP. You believe like line center and super oh. fun. Super. I fun. would. I would take either. I would. I. I just. Yeah, I, I'm interested in Charlie's much better theory. I think he's significantly better. Significantly. I, I think he's a better two way player. Okay. And um, yeah, I think he's a significantly better player. That's mm-hmm. just me. Uh, in terms of spicy move, like I guess my 
like realistic spicy move is is Spurgeon. I would love to get him. Like that's really what I want. But like, is Jared Spurgeon really spicy? Like the casual fan doesn't really know who he yeah, is. Yeah, that's why people spicy. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. Man. In all in, in, in all honesty, the, the the spiciest move I can think of aside from an offer sheet would be if they traded for PK Subban. And like, and partially because it would be so ridiculous if he had to play under Terry again. That would be very funny. Um, I didn't even think about that. In that terms of entertainment, Subban being here would be. Awesome. It would be incredible. I would really yeah. enjoy it. Um, I don't know about all nice productivity, but I being know. here would be hilarious. Spiciest move. Um, I get, it says you'd like to see the Flyers make, and I wouldn't like to see this happen as a fan, but as someone who does this, sign Bob. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> they do to heart what they did to Bob with Bob. With Bob. Like, that shit would be just that. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Jeez. That's don't three. ever do that to my quarter <laughs> that's, heart. That's, don't that's, ever. That's, that's like five little chili peppers next to the, <laughs> <laughs> next to the menu. All right. Yeah. So Adam at uh, A Reads 6386. A couple weeks ago, no one had any problem with trading Proveroff if it meant getting Marner. I don't know. I don't that's know if that's accurate. True. Oh yeah. Man, we had some problems, but we would do it at the end of the day. Yeah, I, was that the the question where if you had to trade one of the young players? I think, I think so. that yeah, yeah, so we yeah, and yeah. I threw up her Yeah. But he goes on, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago no one had any problem with trading Proverov if it meant getting Marner, but Ghost is somehow untouchable. I'm not saying I want him traded, but that's just how I've been interpreting this discussion. So I don't I think don't, any of the things in this question are true, so we should I, skip I, it. I don't think we've said they're on. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I, I was feel like we've threw out like ten trade scenarios yeah. for Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. I was talking about trading Ghost on Twitter before the sh- I He's I like the most fan, the most touchable defenseman yeah, to, that you would yeah, trade. And <laughs> I don't want Ghost traded. However, I'm sitting here saying we need to change things. We need to fix this team. We need to make this team better. You have to give stuff to get stuff. Ghost is a cost-controlled defenseman that other teams would probably want, so you can probably get something good for him. What I wouldn't do is trade Ghost, or Provorov for that matter, for another defenseman. No, no that makes stupid. no sense yeah. to me. No, I, I just I wouldn't do it. I don't. No, unless it's Victor Hedman, I'm not doing that. I also... I don't know if this is a question that I included, um, but we're only on page two of four and we're running out of time. Um, There are a lot of questions. Um, So I also don't necessarily subscribe to the theory that they need one forward and one defenseman and that's what they've needed for years. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know what my rebuttal is. I just don't necessarily agree. I think they need two forwards, just one's like a good third line right winger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Carl Hagland. Yeah. Well, maybe a little <laughs> yeah. better than Hagland. Something like Carl. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Hey, he's not Hagland good. He's player. just fast. My column. I, do. I like speed, though. That's where he I'll drives play. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. It. Matt Zuccarello? I mean, he's going to be a lot more expensive, though, than Carl Hagland. Mm. We got money. Mm. <laughs> um, I do think there is a. He's a little. Like, I, I think this question speaks oh to a perception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Um, that, yeah. Speaks to a perception in certain corners of the fan base. The corners of the fan base that don't think Shane Goss' spare is very good. Mm-hmm. And there's a perception from that group that the people who do think Shane Goss' spare is very good defend him too much. 
And I think that I think that might be where this question is coming from is basically like, well, all I hear is you guys saying the trade and Shane Gossibier is stupid. And it's like, well, to a degree, we do say that because they're the people who won't shut up that he has to get traded. Yeah. And we kind of feel we have to shoot that down because it's dumb. But by the same token, there are trades that could be made with Shane Gossesbear in them that could be smart. It's just that when he's coming off of a down year, it seems unlikely that there will be a lot of those out there. But if you could find one and do it, I would not really have a problem with it. It's just that it, the, what we've more been speaking out against, I feel like, is this idea that Gossbear has to be traded. He does not have to be traded. No, no I don't think I don't think anyone has to be traded. Like no. no one on this team has Robert to Haig. go. You know, Robert Haig just <laughs> needs to not play. Yeah. If Robert Haig is my seventh, he can be a seventh, can, yeah. yeah. And, yeah and I, I can throw him in for thirty games because we're missing. Like, all right, I'll deal with that. Yeah. I just don't, you know. That's kind of been my thing all summer too. Is I think as Flyers fans, we're conditioned to not having cap space to work with, so we have to trade good talent yeah. to get good talent. We can just add talent this all. No, you I can think. have too many good players. <laughs> many, okay, right, you know, sorry, I'm sorry. I'll. We need bottom six bumps. <laughs> yeah, what's on your fourth line if you only have good players? Yeah, no, you're right. It's crazy. It is, in fact, later than I thought. You were right, Steph. I know. So we are going <laughs> to break for an ad right here real fast. We'll be back with more questions on the other side. All right, we are back, guys, and uh, let's go with Colin's question here. This is an interesting one because I'm taking it, taking it as all time, all time and I'm right, taking yeah. it as personally to you, like something that personally hurt you. Mm. Uh, Colin asks, most disappointing Flyers transaction acquisition? I, I think, well, we actually mentioned it earlier, and I was looking at this. If it's all time, I was thinking Billy Tibbetts because oh wasn't God. it? Four? Well, it's just disappointing for what you think, it make, bad, what it makes yeah. you think about the organization. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Which okay. is fair. Yeah. All right. All nice. I actually, I don't know. Nothing's coming to my mind right now, which is kind of. It hurt me personally to lose Braden Shen for two firsts and Yori Laterra. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. True. That hurt me personally. I was personally hurt when they traded Mike Richards. Oh, actually, well, I, even I, though I know we won the trade, and in hindsight, it was probably a good idea because his body broke down really quickly. However, I really like. I loved Mike. We, we should probably love him. Too. I, I mean, I yeah. guess this is part of the question, though. It's subjective, but we should probably make a distinction between disappointing personally and mm-hmm. disappointing yeah. because, like, you Hockey. thought he was going to be good and he sucked. Okay. Um, yeah, that to me is Darian Hatcher. I, uh, Darian Hatcher was like, what, he was up there yeah. among my favorite non-flyers in the league. Like, I, I've said before, I was as excited when we got Hatcher as we were Forsberg. I don't know if that's necessarily I true. I think you could make a case like, for Forsberg was, being most disappointing. It, it was. Not right? because like, he wasn't good, but yeah. because you thought that was like the big You thought you were move. getting the best player in hockey. Yeah. Missy you know? was letting you know that she's upset about Braden Shen, too. But D-Hatch, hmm. yeah, for me personally, Hatcher, because, man, I loved him. And when he got here, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, saying the league is so fast now, we need all these big lumbering defensemen was a bad idea. <laughs> and he just gets lumped in with uh, Terry and, and, you know, Ratchie, who's maybe still getting paid. Um, so. I mean, Brizgalov, I, I, I don't think anyone expected him to be amazing. That was Bill-esque. Brizgalov. <laughs> yeah, that was... What did I say? Brizgal- you said Brizgalov. You said Brizgalov. Br- yeah, you said Brizgalov. 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 That was weird. I thought about right. Briz because, <laughs> man, if I go back, like, that's that's the era I first started. Like, yeah. I'm on Bleacher Report writing about mm-hmm. the Flyers. And if you read my stuff from that summer... I was um, very much in on Briz. <laughs> I think everybody was excited. I, 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 
I think people were excited Golov. about the idea. I, well, I wasn't. That, that's a why. Big name. Yeah. Goal. I, I mean, as Flyers fans, I want a Thomas Vukun. Where the the goalie <laughs> is always the problem. You know, committing yeah, to I'm a big name solution. goaltender who had a pretty good try. I don't think anyone expected him to be amazing, but I don't think anyone yeah. thought it would be that bad. I don't think he was going to be like our wah or anything. No. I just was like, all right, that problem solved. We got to go. That situation yeah, is fair. fixed. Yeah, we fair. can no longer worry about this thing that we've always been worried about. The one player I like, so there, there have been some. Like, for example, like in the early 2000s, like Adam Oates was disappointed in me because I, he was really good and he just was a bust and they, they lost the first round. Yeah, he gave up a ton of stuff for him. One guy, one guy who, who I'll say was very disappointing because I was excited when they got him and it just turned out to be a total disaster was Vinny. I was waiting for someone to say oh. Vinny LeCavier. I, mean, I, was I wasn't excited, but I was pretty bummed out by how I it went out and down. got a Vinny LeCavier t-shirt. I don't I mean. have it anymore. I don't know. I actually don't know. What I did as to it. well. Ironically. I was excited about that move. I, I I thought he had more left in the tank. My article um, when we signed him was titled "A Franchise with No Direction." I <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry that I was right the one time I've ever been right, uh, but it. I just like you know he's a franchise legend and he got bought out. Why? Because he can't play anymore. Like I you know whatever. Uh, I'm gonna skip around here a little because we are. Uh, I'm, I'm not, because I like this one. Uh, from Awesome Saucy, does the talk of adding a defenseman spell the end of Moran and Philly? No. Well, the, the talk of adding a defenseman doesn't. If they add a defenseman. If they, maybe if they add a defenseman, it might. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily... I don't, it, it spells the end for somebody. I don't we, think Moran's... I don't, uh, know. I don't think they're filling his spot. That's the thing. I think he's a third-pair defenseman, and we're looking to add a top four. I feel you like know? his run in Philly is never going to end. I feel like he's going to be it like his French yeah, prospect. Yeah, his run, like five begin? Years. His run in Philly needs to begin before yeah, I was so say, Before like, the 2024 season, we're going to be like, you know, this might be it for Moran. He might do it. <laughs> he might finally be a staple. Any day now, he's going to get in the lineup. All right. From... Uh, Scott, the Otter 491, some have been afraid of what Chuck Fletcher might do after the trades he made uh, in his time with the Wild. Judging on the negative reception of his giving away oh, Simmons, boy. do you think more of these bad trades are to come? Uh, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a leading question. Pretty loaded giving question. away Simmons. Simmer scored one goal and tallied two assists, <laughs> playing 12 and a half minutes a night in 17 regular season games for Nashville. He left game two of their playoff series after two shifts and did not return. Simmons can't go anymore. I love Wayne Simmons. Yeah. He's one of my favorite flyers ever. Getting someone who might contribute plus a conditional pick, pretty good return pretty for good a guy pick. who's like a fourth liner now at this point. Yeah, you need to reconsider the framing. I think ideal, ideally you would have got more for him, but I don't necessarily think the return was awful. It just wasn't. The market was different than what we all thought. Yeah. The, the trade market was different than what everyone thought. Well, because he spent all of last year trying to play through this injury. Yep. Th- this injury. All, all of the, the injuries. injuries. Yeah. All of the injuries. And then he came off to a rough start again this season. Like, it, it just... The market wasn't there for Wayne Simmons. If they had tried to trade him a couple seasons ago, we would have gotten a better return. But, but we again, all would have been livid when they traded oh, him. Real mad. <laughs> real mad. But then again, it would have been Ron Hextall. So who knows? Who knows what that would have looked yeah. like? Um, are there more bad trades to come? It's hockey, so probably. There could be. Yeah, yeah like, like that's kind of what I wanted to get out here. Like, Chuck Fletcher made bad trades with the Wild. Yeah, he did. He also made good trades with the mm-hmm. Wild. So... Like I don't when when I evaluated his tenure before right before he got hired, 
I didn't look at him and say, man, he makes awful trades. He made some bad trades. He made some great ones. So is it possible he will make some bad trades coming up? Yeah, of course it is. But like, he also could make some good ones. I, I'm, I'm on the... I'm I'm very much down the middle right now on Chuck Fletcher because he's given me no reason to go one way or the other. But I'm not yep. like I'm not optimistic. I'm not pessimistic. I'm just waiting. Yeah, I I think that that's where I am too. But I think that's what makes this offseason so far kind of annoying because a lot of people already have decided which one he is, and yeah. he hasn't. He, he hasn't, hasn't done, done anything. anything. Yeah, he traded away Simmons and. Like that's it. That's the like I always I've used this re, not rebuild but the. Now we're taking another step, and I look at yeah. what uh, Homer did in 07, and he made, you know, he had a Forsberg to deal. That's the thing, and that kind of was, you were able to do some things in season, yeah. but you still, like, it doesn't start until he trades the first round pick back to Nashville for Hartnell and uh, and Tiemann, and, and that's really when it gets started. And Ryan so, yeah, I, I, yeah, and Ryan Parent. <laughs> Parent would have been great. Don't I, you know, <laughs> he would have been great. Uh, is is the general consensus Talbot will be Hart's backup next season? Is from Hannah Lewis, or is there still a chance someone else gets signed? I still think there's a chance they sign Elliot. I think, I it's, I, I think it's either just, Talbot or Elliot. Yeah, yeah, that's what the decision is. I don't think there's there's nobody on the market, is there? I mean, they're not are. better than those two. Bob, like, well, yeah. But do you want to go? Do you want to go I'm get not, a yeah. Robin Lehner? Like, he <sighs> wants to start. Yeah, he's you know? got yeah, a I, yeah, like people that actually want to back up. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I'll take Bob as a backup. For what we're looking at, and I'll. Is Hart ready to be the number one? Do you want him in a tandem, or do you think it's like, yo, 50-plus starts right I want away. him leading a tandem. Yeah. yeah. So, 45? Go in assuming it's a tandem and see what happens. What yeah. do you, what, what's I your ideal that. start number right now with Carter Hart? 45-35, I think, with Hart leading it. Okay. And then, and then, if, he, and then if he's good, if he's 920 save percentage, then give him 55 starts. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to have not... You know, Mike McKenna or um, who the hell was the guy we picked up off waivers? Pickard. To start? Yeah, Calvin Pickard. Calvin Pickard. 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 Cal yeah. Pick. Not Picard. Bring um, back. <laughs> like, not have a, uh, someone's fourth goalie as our backup to <laughs> start the season. ideal. But, like, you know, have a good plan B. But if Hart is what we think he is, guess what, dude? You're the guy. Like, I think he, he needs to earn it, but I yeah. think it could probably happen. Agreed. From Don Bongo, is Haig the new AMAC? Basically, do you see him sticking around long term because the staff loves his hits and blocks? shots does the staff love his hits and block i mean well i guess kind of down the end of the season getting back got to our yeah. you know all coaches are bad theory is he just the guy who's going to be around that we don't like but he's around yeah. it's, I mean, it's possible I he's under contract it, yeah. for what, what another he's not a two-year deal so yeah, this is the second is year of his deal but then he's an rfa after that he was used basically as like the six at the end of the season but now the coaching staff has changed so who knows it's just it's impossible to tell like it's and I know we've brushed this aside. The only person who really hasn't brushed this possibility aside is Steph. But like he could get better. He it, could it, get it, better. It could happen. He could. So we'll see. He could certainly improve. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he could get better. I mean, in, in terms of the fan reaction, he's definitely the new AMAC. Um, but yeah, because yeah, even this year, AMAC was a little bit better. I will take, and he also didn't play much. I yeah. will take the possibility of him improving. Over what AMAC. We, if, what if, we know. Like, if my choices are your six is Haig or AMAC, oh, I want Haig. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice on him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> last, like last question. Yes? Yeah. Um, 
we can do one more and then the last one. Okay. From at Diamondback42, what are two key changes you want to see Elaine Vigneault implement this season? Not just get the team going sooner type answers. That's an obvious. To actual tangible changes like a system thing. I think we all know mine. Generate the offense from below the fucking goal line. (laughs) We have all these distributors. We have all these guys with size and puck skill. Use them. Giroux has never once lost a puck battle. You know what he could probably do? Make the same passes from below the goal line. Never once. Every time he goes into a corner, he comes out with it. He's like the Winnetka brothers from Mystery Alaska. Four checks (laughs) like a gopher. So I, to make that reference. So the, the the two things I would say, one one I put on the outline, and I will I will not shout it. I put it in all caps. But it's, <laughs> please stop shooting the puck so goddamn much from the point. Like, and and that kind of plays into what you're saying because if you're playing from below the red line, you're not going to be doing that as much. Yeah. But like, let's stop this. Let's do what the good teams in the NHL do and and try to get quality chances rather than just mindlessly blasting away. Let's let, let's let's leave that with Dave Haxall and create a new offensive zone mentality the second thing and this is there's a lot of things to play into this but the flyers really do need to play faster they need to play faster you watch the playoffs and you can tell to be to be at that level you need to be more efficient with your passes you need to have more structure in your breakouts you just need to be faster unless you're Claude Giroux you can't play at that deliberate pace no and he still gets it going when he has to but it's just he has such puck skill he can do it no one else does, and very few guys in the league have Giroux's skills. It's not a knock on anyone. It's just like, you need to go faster. I would love to see um, the, the chance for lines and pairings to build some chemistry. I don't, yeah, I I don't, yeah. want, I don't want game one, one line, game two, a different line, game three, a, a different line. I, I just give it like 10 games. All right, I like that. They need to do something better in the defensive zone. I know that's not mm. an offensive or system. Or I mean, systematic defensively, but I, considering the skill they have on the blue line, or the skill I think they have on the blue line, they gave up a ton of chances and a lot of shots. Do against. you think that's just a maturity thing? Like, we have it, just so many I young mean, guys? It might be, but the numbers, I think, did drop off a bit from Hackstall to Gordon. Okay. So maybe if they get some kind of system in place. I think their I system know. in place is Carter Hart. Yeah, that's what it felt like, yeah. yeah. I also, I mean, I'm a big fan of the... Uh, Offensive creativity below the goal line, too. Also, Nolan Patrick, power play one. Make it happen. We have one more question, and this is a special question. This is a special question, and it's specifically for at Sports Are Bad. Oh, God. Craig Forsyth. I have an email here from Mike Palomo. All right. Um, And I've got some pictures of a really adorable baby. Little Raph, yeah. Little Raphael Anthony Palomo. Teenage yeah. <laughs> Mike would like to ask you. Now, so Mike is Craig's longtime friend One from Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. He's also a Caps fan. We don't hold that against he him. He used to be pretty bad, but he's gotten a lot better with it over the last couple of years. We don't he hold that against him yeah. because he's, nope, nobody's perfect. he's a friend of the show. <laughs> he would like to ask you to be Raphael's godfather. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. All right, that's a pretty creative way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We thought so too. We thought this would be a special <laughs> yep. moment for you. Oh, did you guys all know before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. That's why you're here. Here's my question. <laughs> Kelly has considering, to do. considering yeah. how it was nervous a, it was you a looked fake. 
And then how happy you were when you're like, what did you think you were going to be asked? I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I heard Man, one, I a question for one person. With 20 grand, <laughs> no questions asked. Yeah, it, was like, it was just like, Mike sent an email, help. <laughs> I was like, all right, what do I do? It's a very cute baby. That is a cute I, no, he's pretty that cute. That is an awesome. Yeah. That's his, other cute, his other kid's pretty cute, too, Maverick. I, I've, so, I've yeah. actually have a picture Donatello? of the whole family. <laughs> Leonardo? Well, no, we were. Michelangelo. His first sure. kid's name was Maverick, so we were like, this one's going to be goose. Yeah. Just going straight 80s. a lovely family. Just straight 80s. Yeah. Lovely all right, guys, uh, that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening in the off season. We really appreciate you. You're our hardcore listeners. You are, uh, you're, you're the people who listen to the first three albums and can name the track list. I personally so love you with all of we, my heart. We very much appreciate you listening in the off season. Uh, for the whole crew here, have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah.